1: You ready? Let's
0: do this. Minute before 3 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, Southern California Live on KKLA, KPRZ. I'm Bob Lapine. Thanks for joining us on St. Patrick's Day. Sure, and it's St. Patrick's Day. I'll just admit up front, my Irish accent needs some work. But I did, I I will tell you this, I learned how to... um, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a quick lesson in speaking with an Irish dialect. You can master this. Take this home tonight. The kids will be amazed. Your spouse will be amazed. Okay. You ready to practice this with me? Here's, it's very simple. If you're speaking in Irish with an Irish accent dialect, when you come across a long A sound, A, in, with an Irish accent, you never say A. You replace A with Ea. It's not A, it's Ea. So you're not saved by faith. You're saved by faith. Yet You see how easy that is? In fact, you're saved by Grias through fiat. And that not of yourself. So there, there's my one little Irish speaking trick for you here on St Patrick's Day I, I I didn't ask my wife I think this shirt qualifies as green that I'm wearing so I St Patrick's Day has never been you know a big deal at our house um because we we' we're, we're not green beer people okay and yeah, I, I will say we, we have uh, one of our children, his wife, and four grandkids who are visiting us uh, this week at spring break where they live. So they came over to be with my wife and me. She, by the way, is Mimi. I am, are you ready? I'm G daddy. I picked it myself. I, the You know, when when our first grandchild was born, you have to you you come up with this issue. What are the grandkids going to call their grandparents? And you have two sets of grandparents. A lot of times you got to deal with right. So it can't be grandma and grandpa on both sides because kids can't figure that out. So, uh, so we we came up with Mimi for Marianne, and then I said I want to be G Daddy. I thought that's that's kind of gangster. That's kind of cool. That's you know, there's a P Diddy. I want to be G Daddy. Okay. My oldest daughter Amy said, "Uh-uh, no. My kids are never going to call you G-daddy." I said, oh. <laughs> "I said, that's what you think." I said, "When I say to your kids, "Hey kids, do you want G-daddy to take you down to the dollar store and let you buy some stuff down there? I'll I'll, I'll buy some stuff for you." You want G-Daddy to do that? They'll be calling me G-Daddy all day long. It's stuck. So we have 10 grandkids now. I'm G-Daddy. So the the kids are over, uh, grandkids over, and so Marianne decided she was going to make a St. Patrick's-themed dessert for us. And so last night we had what is essentially uh, a pan of Rice Krispie treats, except instead of Rice Krispies, she put in Lucky Charms cereal, so not only do you have marshmallow holding it all together, but you have those heart shaped marshmallows from the Lucky Charms cereal. And yeah, I mean it's not bad. It's not it's not what I'm going to order when I go out for dessert someplace, but if it's around the house. You'll you'll nibble on the Lucky Charms flavored marshmallow treats on Saint Patrick's Day. So. Happy St. Paddy's Day to to all of you. Um, Some of you may be wearing orange today. You know about that distinction? So the Protestants in Ireland wear orange. They're the orangemen. It's the Roman Catholics who wear green on St. Patrick's Day. We won't relitigate that. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But do you you know the story? Do you know about St. Patrick? Do you know... The history, the real guy, I'm, I'm not talking about the mythology. And we tend to think of this day about leprechauns and shamrocks and the color green and pots of gold at the end of the rainbow, all of that. But do you know about Patrick? Patrick was born in 385 AD in uh, a modern day, in actually in Scotland, in what is modern day Scotland. And in one of in his autobiograph uh, autobiography, what, what, what am I saying? It's autobiography. His autobiography, which is called Saint Patrick's Confessions, he begins by saying, "My name is Patrick. I'm a sinner, a simple country person, the least of all believers. I'm looked down upon by many. My father was Calpornius. He was a deacon. His father was Pontius, a priest, who lived at Benhaven." Tabernay his home was near there and that's where I was taken prisoner I was about 16 at the time so he he skips right to the to kind of the salient point in his biography 16 years old and he is taken prisoner he's captured by barbarian Irish pirates who landed on the Irish coast took Patrick captive took him about 200 miles inland where he was made a shepherd and a farm laborer as a slave, essentially, for six years. And after six years, he either had a vision or some kind of a vivid dream, but what came to Patrick was an escape route, how he could escape from the slavery he was in. And he decided to make a run for it. He snuck out, traveled back over the 200 miles he had been brought inland, got to the shoreline. When he approached the docks, there was a British ship that was waiting. The sails were unfurled, and Patrick went and said, take me home. But it didn't last long. Before he had become a prisoner growing up in Scotland, Patrick's Christian faith the Christian faith of his family had meant very little to him. During his captivity, that Christian faith changed. What had been an ambivalent faith was now strengthened and galvanized. It served to buoy him through what were his long, dark slavery days. Now that he was back in his homeland, he committed himself to his faith in earnest. He became a priest and felt a tremendous burden for, believe it or not, for the people who had enslaved him, who had kidnapped him. He was burdened for those who had done evil to him. There's a sermon you could preach on that, but we will we will move on. Let me just make the, the point here. We're talking about basically the 4th century A.D., and as I think most of you know, in the 4th century A.D. there were not Protestants and Catholics. There was one church. There was the Christian church, the church at Rome. There had not been the split yet even between Rome and Constantinople, the Eastern and Western schism that would come later. So uh, when we think of Catholic being uh, – Patrick being made a, a priest, and think of him as a part of the, the Roman church, we just need to recognize that the Roman church in, in the fourth century was the only church there was. Patrick's goal, once God had impressed on his heart this burden for those who had taken him captive, his goal was to be a missionary to Ireland and see the Irish converted, the problem was there was a pagan king in Ireland whose name was Logier, and he did not, he did not uh, fancy having a Christian missionary come in and try to convert people. It does not go well for a pagan king if people are converted to Jesus. So as Patrick made his way back into Ireland... There was danger. There were threats on his life. He began carrying a a dagger, but he persisted. Eventually, the king came to faith, (laughs) was baptized by Patrick, and when the king comes to faith, when the pagan king has a genuine conversion, that makes news, and a lot of the people in Ireland followed suit. Maybe they did so For for safety reasons, maybe some of those were not genuine conversions, but there was something going on. Uh, There was, of course, the later legend that that there was an an infestation of snakes in Ireland that Patrick had to uh, rid Ireland of the snakes. Snakes were not native to Ireland at that time, but the, the legend is Patrick rid Ireland of of the snakes what he really did was he rid Ireland of of their uncivilized marauding ways their their uh, cultural and civic barbarism because he brought not only Christianity to Ireland but he brought a whole new ethic that was a part of of the Christian faith in fact it was not too long ago that the New York Times had a best-selling book that argued that St. Patrick uh, and Ireland saved civilization. Patrick became known as the Apostle of Ireland, uh, the patron saint of Ireland. He planted churches there, the first one at a place uh, called Saul in Northern Ireland, a bit inland from the coast, just below Belfast. He planted more churches as he crisscrossed Ireland. The challenge was, with Patrick sifting through, you read the Patrick story, it's it's hard to tell truth from legend. like the story about the Shamrock, for example, some biographers claim definitively that Patrick used a Shamrock as an object lesson to teach pagans about the Trinity, that God is one essence and three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But there's nothing to to underlie that kind of a claim. Curiously, like like most of his legend, Patrick is not even truly a canonized saint. You understand that in the Roman Church, uh, canonization takes place. There, there are qualifications you have to meet in order to achieve sainthood. Protestants see the word saint in the Bible and understand that that's a designation for all who are followers of Jesus. If you know Jesus, I'm St. I'm St. Robert. Our producer today is Saint Wilfred. Okay, so that's how it works. We're we're saints if we belong to Christ. But in the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, canonization, there are qualifications. You're not canonized as a saint unless you meet those qualifications, and Patrick has never been canonized, as he he begins his biography by saying, I'm a sinner. <laughs> Further legend says that Patrick died on this day, March seventeenth, in four sixty-one. Again, that may be legend. He died in Saul, where he planted the first church. There is a monument on the top of the hill that overlooks the town, and there are panels depicting scenes from Patrick's life around the base of that monument. But what is bigger than the monument or the legend is this day, St. Patrick's Day, in the middle of March, and there's a, a significant question, should Christians celebrate should you wear green? Should you wear orange? Again, after after 1798, the color green was associated with Roman Catholicism, orange with Protestantism, after William of Orange, who was the Protestant king. But whether you take a day to, to celebrate Irish heritage or to just have a, a a day when you wear green, and it's kind of just a fun green, I mean, spring, things are starting to turn green. Here's what I think it's good to remember on a day like today. One of the things that St. Patrick is best known for is a, a poem or a prayer that is attributed to him. It is called St. Patrick's Lorica. Lorica is the word, the Latin word that means breastplate. And, you know, in the, when the Bible talks about putting on the whole armor of God, it talks about putting on a breastplate. So this word Lorica, this is, this is a prayer that he said, this is the breastplate I put on. In fact, I read somewhere that Patrick prayed a prayer like this daily daily. St. Patrick's Lorica said, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit up. So when I sit down, Christ when I arise. Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, in the mouth of every man who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. He wanted his life to be so full of Christ that christ he was in Christ, Christ was in him, and people who saw him saw the Christ in him. Dr. Stephen Nichols at uh, Reformation Bible College has written an article about St. Patrick. You can find it, much of what I shared, you can find it if you just Google Stephen Nichols' name. And uh, if you want to share this, maybe share it with the family tonight when you get home, especially that poem. What? Well, how would your life look different if every day it was Christ with me, before me, behind me? Christ in me Christ beneath me Christ above me Christ on my right and left Christ when I lie down when I sit down when I arise Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me everyone who speaks of me every eye that sees me every ear that hears me so as long as everybody's paying attention to St. Patrick's Day and again I know the culture is going to point to Irish culture I know that that uh this is a day when most people, if they're celebrating anything today, they're celebrating beer, right? But there's something deeper at the heart of all of this. And maybe you can point that out. Maybe you can use this as an opportunity. Somebody says to you tomorrow, what'd you do on St. Patrick's Day? Say, I read a prayer from St. Patrick. You want me to read it to you? Just have it in your phone and pull it up and read it to him." all right here here's what I'm hoping we can um, we can talk about during this first hour. by the way, in the second hour today, I'm going to have a conversation with a uh, with someone who next week will be doing a debate with a a religion professor from north carolina we will explain all of this. Bart Ehrman, who is a a professor of religion in North Carolina, is going to be debating uh, Jimmy. Aiken, Jimmy's going to join us. Jimmy's with uh, an apologist organization called Catholic Answers. It's an interesting story. Jimmy was uh, was a was a Protestant pastor who converted to Catholicism. We're going to ask him about that. But but the bigger thing is he's going to be debating Bart Ehrman next week in San Diego on the reliability of the Gospels. Are they historically reliable? So we're going to talk about that. We may talk about Saint Patrick, and just I'm curious to ask him about. Um, I, I am curious, as somebody who is a a committed Protestant and who uh, embraces the Synod of Dort. I'm interested to ask a a former Protestant who converted to Catholicism about his crossing the Tiber. His journey to Rome, so that'll come up in the second hour, but here in this first hour here's we're, we're going to open up the phone lines, and here's what i'm hoping you'll call and and uh have a conversation with me about L- last week. I think I shared this with you. I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in uh Nashville, Tennessee, about thirty four hundred I think they said the number was more than three thousand of us gathered together. Uh, broadcasters, TV, radio, um, internet broadcasters, talking about this this medium we love about Christian broadcasting, how we can use radio, how we can use media to advance the gospel. And you all need to know, I, I have had a fondness for radio since I was six years old. When I was six years old, my sister went to summer camp for two weeks. And while she was gone, I got to have her clock radio in my bedroom for those two weeks. And I woke up every morning listening to the morning program on KXOK radio in St. Louis. Everybody listened to KXOK. It, it had, in radio terms, it had a 50 share which meant half of the people listening to radio were listening to KXOK. And I, for two weeks, as six years old, I'm listening to these people playing records and having a party every morning. And I thought, can you actually get a job where you play records and have a party? I would like that job. So I've always been interested in radio. I've always liked music. I've I've, I've just always liked the medium. Well, as we gather as broadcasters, of course, it's a different day than the day when I grew up. When I grew up, there was radio and there was television, there were newspapers, there were billboards. That was that's and you had the yellow pages. <laughs> that's how old this is, right? Today, our media choices are diverse, so we have many more choices for for audio listening. You've got podcasts, you've got satellite radio, you've got local radio. You've got all kinds of choices. When you're in your car, when you're at home, you can be listening to any variety of things. Same with what you choose to watch, right? So here's what I'm, here's what I'd like for you to to call in and interact with me about. You are today listening to us. You're listening to KKLA. And in fact, I know many of you, this is this is where you listen most often, what you listen to most regularly in, in all of the media choices you have available to you. You tune in to 99.5 here in Los Angeles or to KPRZ in San Diego. This is where you choose to listen. And, and here's my question. I'd like to know why. We're going to do a little market research, a little audience research here, a little focus group so with all of the choices and I, and and maybe some of you you mix this in with the podcasts that you listen to or with other maybe other media choices you make but KKLA is a part of your media consumption diet you're listening right now you picked this to listen to this afternoon instead of a podcast or instead of something else and and my question is why do you come to us why why do you punch this button on your radio? Why is this what you're tuned to? Why do you tell your smart speaker to play us? What are your favorite things about KKLA or about KPRZ? What is it you you like listening to? How has this station had an impact in your spiritual life, that's what I'd love to hear from you about, because as we got together in Nashville last week and talked about these things and talked about, you know, growing number of people, I think it's about 40 percent of the U.S. population listens to a podcast at least once a week. Now, 90 plus percent of the population is listening to radio once a week. So more people still listening to radio than podcasts. But I'm just curious. What it is about this station that causes you to make it your choice for listening? What are your favorite programs? If you were the general manager of the station for a day, what would you change or what would you make sure you keep the same? So we've got some time to talk about that. 888-52-TALKS is the number. 888 2557 I just love your feedback about Radio, how God's used it in your life, what you listen to regularly, why you listen to it, 888-528-2557, the number to call. We'll take a break. Take your calls as your Thursday edition of Southern California Live continues. St. Patrick's Day on a Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Bob Lapine. We're talking this afternoon about why you listen, why you tune in to Christian Radio with all of the choices you have available to you. Phones are open at 888-52-TALKS. I don't want to run by that. 888- five two eight two five five seven fred is on the line in covina we're going to start with you this afternoon fred thanks for joining us on southern california live
2: yeah thanks a lot for taking my call bob um you know this is uh something i always think about just like you were saying i i keep KLA. that's the main station i listen to in the morning on my way drive into work and like an afternoon like this on my way home and um content's great um on the afternoons for a while, I was missing Frank Sontag, but um, having different uh, uh, hosts have been great because I'm getting a, a broader spectrum of different views and all of this from a Christian perspective, which is fantastic. I'm just really helping me grow in my walk with, with Jesus Christ.
0: You know, I, I found, and I like you, early on in my, uh, in my Christian walk, I was listening every morning on my way to work. I, I found I was getting a a theological education as I drove to work, and I thought, what better way to start the day than with being taught the Bible every day? It, it seemed to change my day and the whole perspective on my day. You find that to be the case?
2: I, I catch Greg Laurie and, and J. Vernon McGee. I'm on the Bible bus every morning, and <laughs> it is a great way to start my day. It gets me in the proper perspective. And, uh, yeah, and at times in the afternoons or sometimes in the mornings, I find it convicting, uh, reminding me of what I need to be and who I need to be, not just for uh, uh, for my God, but for my wife and, and daughter.
0: Hmm. Fred, thank you. Thanks for calling in this afternoon letting us know why you listen to Christian Radio, why you listen to the station. 888-52-TALKS is the number to call if you'd like to join us. Jackie is in Gardenia. Jackie, welcome to Southern California Live.
3: Um, I love the station, and I listen to the station because with all the chaos in the world, everything that 's going on, I actually found this program when around the pandemic time, Frank Sontag was there at that time right and he actually that program helped me to get through that timing because I was seeing things, and everything 's in god 's hands this This radio station feeds my spirit and mm-hmm. helps me, and i I, I need to mention. Um, The Gypsy Christian Hour, it's at 12 o'clock at, on Saturdays at night. That program is just about call for prayer. I found that program one day when I was going through really a very bad struggle, and I called for prayer, and it changed my life. Uh, it, my life could have went differently if it wasn't for that program. And that's why I listened to this, because in all this chaos, it gives me a good perspective to keep God first. Even when I'm down, going through problems, God's first. And Jackie, I appreciate it.
0: Jackie, what was the circumstance that caused you to call in for prayer? Do you remember?
3: Yes, I definitely remember. Um, I'm, uh, I was a drinker, a recovering alcoholic. And um, I, was, um, I lost my daughter, not to death, but she ran away. Mm-hmm. And my mom died the same night. Oh, and man. I just wanted to run back to the bottle. That's the truth. So I called that program. To stop me from doing what I was going to do, and that's why I say it changed my life because God changed my life. I called that program for prayer, and I didn't. I didn't go to the bottle. I went to the Lord. Wow. And yeah, that's. Yeah, that was hard to say, but that's the truth.
0: Jackie, yeah. God bless you. Thank you for calling in this afternoon. Thanks for sharing with us, uh, Roslyn. Is it Roslyn or Rosalind in Orange?
4: It's Rosalind.
0: Rosalind, Hi. thanks. Thanks for calling this afternoon. Hi
4: yes i i really agree with fred and jackie there's so many great reasons to listen to this station i mean from a fishing perspective i listen to it on the way in a lot of times that but on the way home i used to listen to frank Tastori then frank fontag and then now you and just i love the fact that you allow callers to come in however their perspective and value you honor it I really appreciate that. But also you know, the other programming that's out there, like they mentioned, you know, Great Lori Sarvis, and there's Steve Wilburn, there's also ACLJ who handles, you know, foreign affairs and all kinds of legal things. But it really gives you more perspective on the truth, but also through the lens of, you know, God's Word, too. Just so many things that this station is so valuable. Even nutritional. Like, on the weekends, sometimes we have... Advertisements for very good things like supplements that i've actually ordered so Hmm. it's not just the talk radio but there's all kinds of great things that the station offers so
0: so so for you you, the the, the, the bible teaching along with um the integration with current events and talking about what's going on in the culture that's important for you right
4: I mean, I do my own study of God's Word, but what I like about, say, John MacArthur and some of the other ministries out there is that they can enhance, you know, my knowledge of right. the Bible that I could not on my own. So I really appreciate it. And the callers that come in, you know, hearing what they have to say. So, yes, I really appreciate this station. I'm so glad it's on the air.
0: Rosalind, so thanks bless- for Well, God bless you as well. Thank you for calling this afternoon. Eight 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 fifty two talks is our number. Lines are open. We're just talking about why you listen to Christian radio, of all of the things you could be listening to. Um, I'm I'm just curious to find out. Victor is joining us from Baldwin Park this afternoon. Victor, welcome to Southern California Live.
1: Hi. How you doing? This is, uh, yeah, I, uh, I listen because, uh, you know, my brother inspired us from, uh, you know, he first turned Christian way back working at McDonald's in the 70s. And and he holds Bible studies at his house at Glendora, where he used to be before the pandemic. And he's, he says some very inspiring things that he says, uh, um, you know, when we pray, it's us talking to God. When we read, it's God talking to us. Right. <clears throat> and sometimes, you know, uh, uh, our life goes so fast uh, that... Uh, prayer or, or reading the Bible, which is very, you know, it, it goes by us sometimes, but when I turn on KKLA, it's like the Bible talking to us, God talking to us, and that's what I need, you know, for encouragement in my daily walk and where where you never thought of you know, what you're praying for. KKLA has the the uh, inspirational speakers on there and, and pastors and all that, which fill in what you weren't even thinking of, What you turned it on for, and you go, wow, and you're really inspired. Plus, you have my pastor on there from New Beginnings Church at 7 on Sundays for when I miss or don't go, and I'm doing DoorDash, and DoorDash, I always have you on. So I'm getting ready to do that now, so I'm getting ready for it, but, you know, it's, it's the
0: Lord's always there,
1: you know. And well, I thank you for being
0: available. Victor, we're glad that you listen. And uh, on behalf of your pastor, uh, he's glad that you tune in and listen on Sunday when you're not able to be in church, but he wants you back in church, okay? So just make sure that if you can be there, be there, and, and uh, you can listen to the radio on those rare occasions when you can't be there. David in Pasadena, thanks for calling this afternoon on Southern California Live.
1: The thing I like about KKLA is to listen to sermons.
0: Are there particular speakers, particular sermons that you like yes, listening um, to?
1: Yes. Um, John MacArthur, mm-hmm. um, um, Chuck Swindoll. Yeah. I mean, those are my favorite. Yeah. The reasons I like to listen to sermons is sometimes when I'm listening to the sermons, it's like the Holy Spirit speaks right to my heart, and I'm, I'm, I'm often, often dealing with problems that I have and solves them right on the air, and I, I'm lifted out of my, sometimes out of depression, I'm lifted right up on a spiritual mountaintop, hmm. and I have this joy sometimes from, from listening, and, and I that's why I like Mr. KLA.
0: David, I've got to tell you, I've run into listeners over the years who have told me, um, one day I tuned in, you were talking about a particular subject, whatever it was we were talking about, and, and they said it was exactly what I was going through, exactly what I needed to hear. Um, and, uh, and, you know, when, when we're doing the planning or when we're pre-recording a program, we don't know how that's going to interact with where somebody is, but God does. And so often, just to hear those testimonies of how, in the moment, God takes something that we may have recorded weeks ago and and connects it with a listener who's in the middle of that. It's just amazing. Uh, David, thank you for your testimony. Eight 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 fifty two talks is the number. We're just trying to find out what it is that that causes you to make this station a destination for you, the place you tune in, the place you listen. If you could change anything about it, what would you change? What else are, are, are there? other podcasts, other stations you listen to. Uh that, that's we're just little focus group this afternoon about Christian radio and why you listen. 88852 talks is the number if you'd like to join us. Uh we'll continue to take your calls as your Thursday edition of Southern California Live continues. Southern California Live on KKLA, KPRZ, Thursday afternoon, St. Patrick's Day. I'm Bob Lapine. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. We're talking about Christian radio, why you listen to Christian radio, how God's used it in your life. What other things you listen to? Lisa from down in San Diego sent us an email and said, my husband and I listen to KPRZ every morning while we're buzzing around the house, getting ready for work or making breakfast. It's on in our cars throughout the day. We love the morning Bible messages from John MacArthur, Charles Stanley, and of course, Dr. Tony Evans. These pastors and many others on the station on weekday mornings are what kept us going through the worst parts of the pandemic. Now they're still a big part of our walks with the Lord. We thank God for KPRZ. You're welcome to reach out via email as well. SoCal Live at KKLA.com is our email address, or call us at eight 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 fifty two 52 talks uh, Joy is on the line with us in Torrance. Joy, thanks for calling Southern California Live. Hi. Glad to have Hello. you on this afternoon.
5: Hi. Um, my name's Julie, actually. Oh, Julie. Sorry. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Um, I love KKLA. I listen to it all the time. and never turn off my radio. <laughs> um, I love all of them. I'm on the Bible bus. <laughs> and I encourage all my friends and people that are Christian and that aren't Christian to listen to the radio, this radio station. It's the best. I couldn't live without you guys. Thank you very much,
0: Julie. How do you when you say you encourage friends to listen? You just in conversation, you say, "Oh, you need to listen to this. You should have heard this. I heard this." What do you do? Yes,
5: that's what I do. I just <laughs> say how how wonderful you guys are, and um, it just brings up my day. And I just tell everybody, and so and I always have you on, so.
0: I have to tell you, I I was with uh, the team from Through the Bible last week, sitting down with them, talking about Dr. McGee's ministry and how many people are regularly tuned in, and they've they've developed, I don't think these are out yet, but they've come up with some what they call bus passes that they're making available to listeners just as a simple way to help engage other people to get on the Bible bus. So uh, Julie, thanks for calling. Liz is on the line in North Hollywood. Liz, thanks for calling Southern California Live.
5: Hi, how are you? Good. Um, I just
6: want to say that... Hello?
0: I'm here. Go ahead.
6: Oh, hi. I just want to say that um, uh, I-, I love the station. I really do. I-, mm-hmm. I I started listening on my way to work when Frank Pastore was still on, and that's what, what just called my name. I-, mm-hmm. I think I was going through a really difficult time, and, and uh, he said a prayer, and it was really sad when you know, when we lost them, but um, it got me listening to on the way to work. So during those times, Focus on the Family was on and, you know, um, Alistair um, was on and I was just able to listen on and off, you know, at work, um, Insight for Living, Truth for Life, Family Life, Core Truth, A New Beginning, Um, The Alternative with Tony Evans. I mean, whatever it is that's on as soon as I get in, you know, in my car or, on my computer if I can from work, I'll listen. The only one that I, I, I do tune out is, um, oh, my God, I think it's, like, from 67. And, and just because of the fact that, for me, it's, it's a little too political, but that's just my opinion. But other than that, I mean, you guys are doing such an amazing job. And um, the guests that sometimes, you know, like a focus on the family that they have on, Gary Chapman, I mean, we've, it's just introduced us to a spiritual life that we never, I myself never had growing up and mm. it's helped with my family, my relationship. Um, and it's just, it's its grown my, my spiritual life. And I go to church now because
3: hmm. of this station. So, so
0: you, you were so not you a part of a, a you were not part of a local church and still you, until you started listening to KKLA.
3: Yes, I was not.
6: I grew up, uh, a non-practicing Catholic, and yes. it was just something that I, you know, I thought I was an atheist for like you know, ten plus years, and and it, it was because of the station. And um, I've, you know, we are active members at our at our church, and we've been there since 2017. Wow! And. Yeah, so it's, I mean, God's Word <laughs> is amazing, and yes. I, I appreciate, you know, one of your callers right now, a little earlier, when you asked her what was the reason, and she, you know, she said, um you know, al- alcoholism, you know, like, basically, I mean, I've been there, too, so sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, listening to stories, like, on Skid Row, like, that it, it's very relatable, especially growing up here in, in L.A., wow. you know, my whole entire life, I'm 40 about to be 42, and and to come to know um, the power of prayer, you know, these last few years, it's it's made a big, big impact on my life.
0: Liz, we're so grateful for your call. Thanks for, for sharing your story, and thanks for listening, and I'm glad you're part of a local church, and uh, just great to hear the story. Eight 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 fifty two 52 talks we're just talking about why you listen to Christian Radio. How God is using it in your life and the impact. Tanya is on the line with us from Hawthorne. Tanya, welcome to the program.
5: Hi, hi. Um,
0: hello. I'm here. Go ahead.
5: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I listen to this radio station because, um, <laughs> well, since I became a believer, I've just lost the taste. My taste for. What I used to like, which was hmm. uh, music, um, just listening to the world's um, music, I guess. Um, little by little, the Lord kind of uh, stripped that away from me, and I no longer listen to what I used to listen to, and now I listen to His word. So, hmm. feeding my soul and my mind and my heart with His word is, is, um, I mean, better than any. Uh, music not that music isn't good Um, it is when we praise him and we worship him but just um, listening to his word being preached I think just speaks to me and calls to me a a lot more than um, what I used to listen to before I came to the Lord.
0: Tanya how how recently did you come to faith?
5: Uh, It's been six and a half years.
0: And and what's the story behind that what happened?
5: Oh um yeah so you know the lord uses trials in our lives um and it's uh to call us to him so he used some pretty um some pretty severe trials in in my life to um call me to him so um but I'm glad I'm I'm glad that I was afflicted because um he humbled me in that way and uh yeah, and so I'm glad that he did, and I came to him, and um yeah,
0: I've been following him since. You know, when you said, I'm glad I was afflicted, you're obviously familiar with the passage in the book of Psalms where David says the same thing. It was good that I was afflicted. And uh God uses pain and affliction in our lives to get our attention. C. S. Lewis said uh, that it is through pain that God that it's his megaphone. He 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 speaks to us loudly in our in our pain and um I'm just glad that six and a half years ago, uh whatever you went through, God showed himself to you, called you to himself and um Glad that you listen to KKLA and that that God is using this station to continue to strengthen and, and give you insight into his word. Thanks for calling 888-52-TALKS is our number this afternoon. We're talking about why you listen, how long you've listened. Thelma is on the line in West LA. Thelma, thanks for calling KKLA. Hi.
7: Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you so bet. I am so grateful for KKLA. Um, I listened to it. Um, every day, uh, Monday through Friday, actually, um, in the morning, Alistair Begg, um, and in the evening, coming home from work, um, is Jack Hibbs.
1: Hmm. Which
7: um, I'm just so grateful for quality um, it, pastors that share the Word of God undiluted and tells it. They tell it to us as it is from the Bible straight, and also relates it to the current events that are happening. Um, so I get a little bit of news too in there um I'm just really grateful for the, the um, being able to listen to this um station and I hope it never goes off the air um <laughs> you know in the in the in the political climate that we're in now i'm just you never know what might happen um so I'm just listening um every time I'm driving I'm listening to k k l a pretty much because um I'm just always getting fed with the Word of God.
0: Well, well you, you know, you mentioned the current climate, and it's one of the things we talked about last week as we gathered as broadcasters, because we are aware that in Canada, um, preaching the Bible has been considered hate speech in certain settings, certain situations. Um, we are aware that in a cancel culture, it it would not be unusual for the federal communications commission to come in and say uh this you you can't say these things this is considered hateful this is discriminatory so so yeah we we, uh we don't take for granted the fact that the liberties that we've enjoyed are uh, are under assault and and we're doing everything we can as broadcasters to try to make sure that the airwaves stay open for for the gospel to be preached and, and Thelma, thanks for your call. Let me, let me just remind all of you who are regular listeners to KKLA. I, I shared with you earlier that in er, early in my Christian experience, I would listen every morning on my way to work. Uh, I had a 30 minute commute and it just, it coincided with a Bible teacher who I listened to every morning from eight to eight 30 on my way in. And I credit that Bible teaching that I heard early on with laying the right foundation in my life so that I today as a, as a local church pastor, as a Christian broadcaster, that foundation was poured. And and here's the thing I I didn't realize at the time, because I'm listening to the radio and enjoying it and benefiting from it. I didn't realize that there were other listeners who were supporting those programs so that I could be listening and benefiting from that. I just want to say to those of you who support the programs you hear on KKLA and KPRZ, you are investing in the lives of you don't know how many people who are being strengthened, equipped, ministered to, encouraged. Their lives are being changed because of the investments you're making. When you support the programs you love here on KKLA or KPRZ, you are investing in the spiritual lives of so many people. So thank you for that. God bless you for that. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about whether the Gospels are indeed reliable and about an upcoming debate on that subject as your Thursday edition of Southern California Live continues